Welcome to Camp Creep. Hi, I'm Tish. And I'm Lauren. We are the camp counselors here at Camp Creep Podcast. Just two ghouls talking about anthology horror. Starting with Tales from the Crypt. Each week we crack some dad jokes. And ask the hard questions like, does the Crypt Keeper have a Wikifeed account? Creep through the Crypt with us every Thursday starting July 1st. Subscribe today on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you soon, campers. The drink is making you an awful person. <laughs> Stop. You think you're bougie now? <laughs> Again, when we have cameras, it's going to be a nightmare. It really will be. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And I had a, I just was miles away, dear. Sorry. (laughs) I just (laughs) went on autopilot. I'll be honest. Like, if you guys knew how many... We had so many technical errors before starting this. I I think I just, I don't even know, astroplaned. I'm so done with being on this planet. I wish I would have been on the penis ship with Jeff Bezos. Like, Oh, my God. I we This is some alternate reality, next level stuff I was not prepared for. Jeff Bezos? No, or? you saw you saw he went to the edge of space, right? You saw the spaceship. I, There's no way you didn't. I, I saw the spaceship. I didn't really care to read it because I'm tired of reading about the rich. It's there is. N- there's no way you can't see I'm very gay. Let's go ahead and put that out on the table. There's no way you can't see it. Yeah. Like they made this this ship and they went. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. And they shot it off into space. It's like, have you seen where someone has made the direct comparisons that Jeff Bezos is Doctor Evil from Austin Powers? I haven't, but I guarantee <laughs> it's true. And someone was like, if someone told you that in this year, like, and they listed off all the things that have happened, including like billionaires being shot into space in a penis-shaped rocket ship, <laughs> they yeah. someone would go, "That's a little on the nose and out there." But here we are. In July of 2021, in this nightmare, in this prison. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> I'm in an all right mood, guys. How are you? How are you, Megan? What I'm are you doing good. Today? You know what the good news is, though, while Jeff Bezos is flying around in a giant penis? Yeah. Ugh, you I know mean, what we've done it, here it on It can't Earth? <laughs> get much lower than that, but go on. No, I'm not being facetious here. I'm being honest. Okay, Look, what? What's the good thing that we've done? They're, we are fully vaccinated. We are fully vaccinated. <laughs> Thank the Lord. It and you know what? It kind of sucks because everyone's like, "Well, one shot is always worse." Like one shot is worse than the other. Most people say the first, the second. They both sucked. I'm sorry for those of you that haven't finished all your shots yet. And I don't mean to be a bummer, but they both sucked. <laughs> I mean, my arm hurts for sure. The first one just yeah. The first one me. hurt my arm. The second one hurt my arm and gave me a fever. And chills and just all. <sighs> I was one of the few people that I've heard of so far that both shots just immediately killed me for an entire 24 hours. It was a nightmare. But- I said it and <laughs> I'll say it again here just for all of you listening. I drove home the other day from work with my windows rolled up 
with my air turned off, wearing a jacket in 90 plus degree weather, and I was shivering the entire way home. I was going to say, I was immediately sweating when I got in my car, so that's a nightmare. No, I... Oh my God, I just could not get warm. That was part of the problem. And <laughs> the room was spinning. I felt nauseous. I was, it was fine. I'm fine. It was an average Tuesday. But still get your shots because guess what? I'll take 24 hours of uncomfortableness and just know that I am doing my, my civil duty. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? I'm done talking about dumb stuff. Like, let's, let's reel it back in and let's get to the important it. stuff, like spooky stuff, which is absolutely not stupid. It's 100% real and get out of here if you don't believe that. Yeah. Sorry, y'all, I'm in a mood about these technical difficulties. <laughs> I, I think it's my, maybe the perfectionist in me, but dang, I hope you guys are getting some quality content, audio qu- content from us because I am working so we hard, try so, so hard. diligently. <laughs> And I'm working on such a small budget, so (laughs) donate to Patreon. Anyway, (laughs) so today we are talking about something that doesn't even exist anymore. It's going to be a little interesting. This, yeah, that's true. This is the first place we visited that it's technically doesn't exist anymore. It's very real, but very non-physically existent. Yes, and that is the Chauncey Rose house or the rose orphanage or the rose house it's it's a house of many names ah but ultimately we are no stranger to those (laughs) right but oh my god yeah but ultimately (laughs) an orphanage that now is in its place and this is kind of we haven't talked about the drink that we're drinking yet but we'll get to that now because what now sits in its place, this was a whole, this was a whole campus, basically. It was eight, I can't remember how many acres, I probably should have, mm-hmm. I should know that, yeah. but it was a lot of acres. There's now, you know, a shopping strip, a grocery store, a gas station, and most importantly, a, a Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> we didn't mention, or she hasn't said yet, this is in Terre Haute, our hometown. Right, y'all, when our I said I'm backyard. scatterbrained, I'm scatterbrained, so this is going to be a good one. Yeah, we're actually, we... Did not go far at all. It's in Terre Haute, Indiana, on one of the main intersections of town. Yeah. It, yeah, I feel like, I, for some reason, I'm like, I feel weird saying it, but, like, you could Google it. It's fine. It's at 25th and Wabash, which is, for Terre Haute, I think, a main intersection. Yeah, one of our busier ones. Right, and there's a Starbucks there. So, today, instead of drinking an alcohol, we have decided it fitting to drink Starbucks instead because, like... You can't I, drink every day. Also, <laughs> I can't function without caffeine, and I fully admit that, and the first step is admitting you have the problem, so it's mm-hmm. fine. We're getting there. So, Megan, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking... Okay, I've told you guys before I've oh, worked this at is Starbucks. True, yeah. I don't want to, like, get on a tangent. I worked at Starbucks. I've tried darn near everything on the menu. But since I've been gone, I guess there are some crazy drinks that I just won't do. And I'll, yeah. I'll say I did start with the sweeter drinks at first. Even before I worked there, I was a frappuccino gal. Oh, strawberries and cream all day. Yeah, they don't well, have it anymore. The but... longer you're there, it's like, I just need something stronger. Which, again, <laughs> addiction, it's real. But whatever. So... I am now into cold brews mm-hmm. pretty strong uh, for a while now. So I have the vanilla sweet cream cold brew. Which is a good one. And actually, it's funny because I went... A Still s- on the sweeter side, but not a frappuccino. Right. I went a similar route. 
I think this one is a little, I think it's a little bit sweeter than yours. It's newer, I believe. I have the salted caramel cream cold brew. It's been on the menu, but I feel like they don't push it as heavy no, as the other don't. ones. Okay, they must not because I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Like, mm-hmm. I'll try that. They did get rid of the brown sugar shaken something or other, TBH, though. you know, the second I tried it and then I saw the ingredients, I'm like, I have all of this at home. So I, And it's way cheaper because holy crap. Yeah, Starbucks is... Uh, Making some money out there. Well, when I worked there, back in my day, I know <laughs> they had the double shot on ice, which is exactly that drink, except it had the flavoring yeah. and the oat milk. But you could make that. And it. I went through the app and I built the drink by putting it like Frankenstein together instead of ordering the, the actual drink. Mm-hmm. And it was like $2 cheaper there to order it piece by piece starbucks out here doing people dirty like that and then it got me thinking i said well this just sounds like the double shot so i looked up the i tried to look for the double shot in the app gone i said you're not fooling me Uh, not this 171 all you starbucks partners you know and yes i'm flexing i was a 171 yes if you know you know and the sad thing is is i've never worked at starbucks and i know because Mm -hmm. i think i vicariously lived through you my whole family did Hey, I didn't like, hey, t- can I get those partner numbers? I didn't take as much advantage of it as some people. I feel, well, maybe I did. Who knows? <laughs> it <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. We're fine. It doesn't matter. We both are, I don't want to say coffee snobs, but yeah, we're both into cold brews pretty heavy <laughs> lately. So that's what we got. That's what we're drinking. We There's both no- have espresso machine. I do, actually, with a frother and everything. Yeah. I am out <laughs> here meaning business. So no pops, no cracks. Just caffeine. Just sipping. Just, yes. Fancy sipping. Which I'm completely fine with. Maybe I need something a little more casual, something that's going to keep me focused, but also maybe not with the caffeine. We'll find out. Maybe it'll be maybe worse Maybe the than- tangents will be to a minimum. <laughs> LOL. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, now that it's taken us, I don't know, six minutes to get to this part. Who knows it's how fine. long? I don't know how long it's been. Don't know. Don't care. How's that sound? Emperor's New Groove, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the Chauncey Rose House slash orphanage slash a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. This, I, just for the sake of how cool it looked, I kind of wish it still existed. Also, I just don't know where the nearest, I don't know how, orf, like, do they call them orphanages? I, this is so weird. Like, it's, orphanage to me sounds like Little Orphan Annie. It sounds like something that's not even real. It almost sounds fictitious. And I don't know, like, where the nearest one is. Is that well? That's are there orphanages anymore, or is it just like foster homes? I I don't know. I don't know. You know, these are things that I feel like I should look up. But there was so. First of all, I got all of my information from one website, and it was a long one. So I didn't want to veer into the whole orphanages and where did they start and where are they now and whatever. Point is, it's not there. There's not one here in Terre Haute that I'm aware of. Probably no. the closest would be they probably keep them more centralized to hubs like bigger cities, Indianapolis. I would think that most, if not all, are closed, probably due to financing. And it's when you have people who are willing to foster the kids, and it's like, oh, they only have to take care of a handful as opposed to 50. Right. And that helps too. But then you also have people who are not nice and they're just doing it for the paycheck. And my goodness, we're not going to get down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, we may deep dip into all of that a little bit oh, here. Oh, good. Great. So, then I'll save my comments. <laughs> <laughs> so 
let's dip in, shall we? Mm. This is all coming from, let me get the website name up, the ForsythFamily.net. Okay. I have never heard of it, but lordy, was it a treasure trove. I don't oh. <laughs> We'll just, let's just go. So, the United States, back it up, two seconds. I want to start by saying, whoever wrote this intro is a very bitter person. Someone did them very dirty. I was reading it, I was like, who, just, just listen <laughs> to it. And the whole time I was like, are you good? It's like, everyone in the room is very uncomfortable, like, uh huh. Like when mm-hmm. someone's talking about infidelity and they're like, like when your wife cheats on you with the dentist that's name's Bob and they take a trip to the Bahamas behind your back and, you, and they just start getting really specific. Uh huh. That's how this feels. Oh, good. I can't wait. I love secondhand embarrassment. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The United States has a history of inadequate and sometimes shameful care of orphaned, neglected, or abandoned children. Continuing today, there is a struggle to find a better way to care for children who have been shortchanged when it comes to families who are willing or able to care for them. With the continually growing drugs used by adults who should be responsible parents, many children are coming into this world with little hope of a stable family life. One might think that in a country with such abundance and so much wealth, No child should be in want, but sadly, that is not the case. It is so easy for most to ignore the problems. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it just, it felt more intense when I first read it. It's like, nowadays, anyone can get drugs, and they're all just ruining children's lives. It's so easy for people now, mom and dad. Well, that's maybe they were an orphan. I don't know. And honestly, it was actually kind of hard to find the date when this was written i don't know why i was using pictures as references Mm -hmm. and i think what i've gathered is this is 2005 okay but i don't know why it's just like nobody's responsible anymore anybody can get drugs and they do and they ruin children's lives it's like okay well nobody no one asked you to go that hard and yet here you are well i mean i have feelings on it. I'm not never have been an orphan or in foster homes, but I do understand the corruption that goes on right. in well, that They industry. just seem so negative from the start. Like there is no hope for children these days because of those evil drugs, which like it is so much more than just drugs. It's kind of yeah. like people who believe abortions are just for people who want to have fast and lose sex and get pregnant and like I just want to have babies all the time but not have babies all the time. This is getting mm-hmm. down a weird like <laughs> okay. yeah. But you know what I mean? No, yeah. Guys, if you're here and you're listening to us and you've made it this far into the this episode this is and are a surprise. Yeah, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. That is not why people want them do your research anyway (laughs) i i'm on one today this is a good one folks i'm the person that's yelling about bob in the bahamas (laughs) dang it (laughs) anyway The Chauncey Rose home in Terre Haute, Indiana, was an example of a successful endeavor to provide care for many children in need. The home first opened in 1884 and provided a, quote, safe haven. I don't know why we needed to quote that. Like, it was a safe haven, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that bitterness still coming through. Yes, it all sounds (laughs) so, like, yes, bitter. Uh, Anyway, so provided a safe haven for several hundred children until 1949, so it stayed open for... 65 years. Okay. Which I don't I don't know that in relation to any other orphanage, but it sounds good to sounds me. Sounds like a good run. Sounds good for Terre Haute, Indiana. Well, you know, it's it could be good 
But given the name, Chauncey Rose, you would think with that kind of funding, maybe they would have stuck around longer, but who knows? They're, they're, he's yeah. no Holman, so. <laughs> In the, sorry, the Holmans own everything. It's a nightmare. In the early days of our country, no provisions were made for orphaned or abandoned and neglected children. Did I already read this? Sorry, I just had like, I'm having a moment. No, I didn't already read this. They're just still bitter. Okay. In the early days of our country, no provisions were made for orphaned or abandoned and neglected children. The older ones had to fend for themselves, many becoming the victims of the the unscrupulous adults who enslaved and abused them. Did they just say that Chauncey Rose was fine? Like, this was a good orphanage. So, So the orphanage is fine. They're saying that... In general. Yeah, that kids that what did it say the older ones had to fend for themselves blah no provisions were made for orphaned or abandoned and neglected children so for the kids who didn't have orphanages for the kids that didn't have these resources to them apparently they were enslaved and abused i it just seems so it's such intense language yeah i was i read that and i went i clutched my pearls i was like hello oh, <laughs> that's a lot I don't know if that's the correct like terminology to use in this moment, but I don't really care. What how what makes one clutch one's pearls? The audacity. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes. Then we'll go with it. Some sometimes groups of children would be rounded up and put on the ox. Oh yeah, here we go. It, the, these were wild times in the late 1800s. So without orphanages, apparently. Groups of children would be rounded up and put on the auction block for inspection, just as in a slave market. Their worth as workers would be appraised and they were sold to the highest bidder. Other children were often housed in asylums with the mentally ill. This oh. is this is almost the 1900s we're talking about here. It sounds fake. Yeah, I mean, our great-grandma was born in 1915. Right, I mean, like, like R.I.P. and P. she's gone now. Yeah, but but that's, I mean, we knew her. Yes. Knew her well. We, we were teenagers when she passed, so it's like, she was growing, I understand that this 1880, I guess, that we're still talking 30 years out, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were born in the late 1900s. Yeah, us old people. Gross. Anyway, it's, what's sad is I said it sounds fake. It shouldn't sound fake because the days of slave trade that actually did happen are taught to us like it's some story, some fictional story. All of this is true, and apparently it happened with with orphaned children as well, and honestly, it makes a lot of sense. It sounds about right, considering our track record. Oh, that we consider it fake. Also, the Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> we're really, guys, we're really diving in on this one. <laughs> You're just really getting to know us and our beliefs on this We one. have no liquor in our bodies. No, this is sober mouths speak really sober minds. <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know what we believe, okay? It can't, you cannot be Whip surprised. Whip out your fishing poles, guys. <laughs> Reel it in. Oh, I, you know. <laughs> I saw the hand motions. I was like, get oh, your I, was I do- out. I thought you were doing like, reel it in. I don't know what I was doing. I wish reel someone it in else or eat the witness. food. I don't know. <laughs> eat faster. That's <laughs> what you were doing. We are so close to getting off the rails here. So let's bring it back on the rails with during the mid 1800s, the orphan train movement. Ha ha ha. Look at that. Oh, Look at that segue. In the 1850s, the orphan train movement was begun. This movement began the system of placing out, which placing out children in homes, it means placing children in homes 
which in theory was considered a better alternative to institutional care. So, like foster, foster care. homes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Loring Brace founded the Children's Aid Society, which was responsible for the transfer of thousands of children and even poor adults to the Western states, because I guess the West was more fruitful. I don't know. Families were often separated, placements were not well scrutinized, and the whole movement gained a bad reputation. Oh, Sounds no. like it. I Man, I almost derailed onto something else topical. Let's not, let's okay, not. Okay. While the orphan train movement was in full swing in the East, the Midwestern states had their own growing population of children in need of care. In 1873, so I believe this is nine years before the Chauncey Rose House, a group of Terre Haute businessmen with financial backing by Chauncey Rose formed the Vigo County Orphan Home Board. After the death of Chauncey Rose, the name of the corporation was changed to Chauncey Rose Orphan Home and later to Chauncey Rose School. See what I mean? There's, there's a ton happening here. For this history, home has been determined to be a more appropriate term since those former residents who were interviewed voiced time and again, quote, it was my home or it was the only home I knew. So, yeah, we started off very upset, very embittered. But what it's sounding like is the Chauncey Rose House was really beneficial to Terre Haute and people have very fond memories of it. Okay. So. Okay. We'll let it pass. Yeah, we'll let this one slide. The home served as a refuge for parentless children from 18... I said children's, don't know why. (laughs) From 1884 until 1949. The cornerstone of the main building was laid in 1883, and the first children were enrolled on September 4th, 1884. So where Starbucks is today. It's... And honestly... Look up this building if you get a chance, because it is, it looks so pretty. Like, I really wish we had something like that. We'll post pictures of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. We'll also help you out and post those pictures. <laughs> so the main building was flanked on the west by a chapel with an imposing entrance, and on the east by handsome cottages, dormitories, of and dormitories of various sizes. Sounds very pretty. Mm-hmm. As many as 150 children could be housed on the grounds. After a survey in 1910, the Rose Home was selected as one of the top 10 children's institutions in the United States. Here we go again with our Terre Haute's little tidbits, yeah. Yeah. Why? Who knows? Terre Haute was a good place. It's still a good place. Mm, Um, well, okay. (laughs) An identical study completed in 1929 concluded that it was the, quote, nation's finest. So really out here doing the most. I guess. But is it like when they say nation's finest, is it like walking into a restaurant with the world's greatest cup of coffee or the most haunted place in the state? Like, I, I, I think people are just like, that's a fine young boy. That's like, that's a fine <laughs> orphanage. Like yeah. that, the equivalent there. Just I've got a little I've got a little bit more here. I know. I kind of feel like I'm blazing through, but I also feel like this is just endless. I nitpicked like this. I started scrolling through this article and I was like, man, this is this is something in deep. Because not only that, I'll go ahead and say now on this website, if you look into it, there are um, people who residents, there are residents who are recalling their stay here. And almost all positive. Everyone has very fond memories of it. But these, if you think about when they would have been orphans there, these are very long-winded people. 
people who their grandkids haven't called them in weeks and they haven't talked to anybody. So you ask them, how was your time in the orphanage? I'm getting kind of, sorry, I'm taking it that route, but it's true. Have you ever had a person who called you in whatever industry you work in and you could tell they'd never talked to anybody? So they just keep talking. Yes. They keep talking. I have had, um, older people cry on the phone with me and just tell me how thankful they were that I didn't like rush them off the phone because honestly you know what I don't want to pick up the next caller because they might scream at me so I'm like you know I'll talk to this nice old lady (laughs) I literally had that this week someone cried I learned that they've gone through over 40 rounds of chemo they're in remission I was like oh this is a lot I had a guy the other day that I was asking him questions and he's like well I don't know. It depends because I'm adopted. My my parents were murdered and I was what? adopted at 18 months. And I said, back up. What? what? <laughs> back up. What who, What account are we looking at again? Like, yeah, I just I did not know what to like, say to that. I like, said, I'm just here for the good stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure the words out of my mouth were, oh, wow. And he just kept <laughs> I feel like I would have fumbled and been like, sorry, could I get your name one more time? I missed that. I, I said, well, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that's That was a new one for me. My parents were murdered. Uh, huh. Yeah. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can I get the last four of your account number? <laughs> right. Oh, my. People are... I don't know. Anyway, I did. I did not take from any of those recollections any of those stories or anything because this is a lot of information on the building itself and on orphanage and what have you the history the stories I felt like didn't really lend much to our purpose here so because everyone was just like it was a good time I'm like okay well not what I want yeah okay so upon admission a form listing vital information for each child was completed During the early years of the home, the information upon admission was limited. However, later records provide more information concerning the family background and history of the child. The full name of the child, date of admission, age upon entry, date and place of birth, sex, height, weight of each child was recorded. The physical and mental condition, as well as the condition of clothing and body, were assessed. Which I suppose makes, like, how did they show up? How did they look? Did they smell okay? Did they... Yeah. I, I feel like I just never thought about that. You have to say, what state did they show up in? Like, how, how, it's just, I don't, it's just things you don't think about. Yeah. So, contagious diseases and or operations were reported. The question, is the child legitimate, was asked, which I don't really know what that means. Uh, I, like, out of wedlock, I guess? Maybe. Yeah, it I just mean, says, the question, doesn't quote, matter. Yeah, is the child legitimate? Who knows? Honestly, I, I, I don't know about that one. their parents are either dead or somehow out of the pictures. I, I don't know. That seems like a weird question. Right. Well, whatever. Limited information of both parents, if known, was given. The name and address of the nearest living relative was recorded. If one or both parents were deceased, the place of burial was included. Religious preferences were recorded. The property owned and the occupation and wages of either or both parents was included. This sounds like... It sounds like a lot of these kids were kind of given up. It's not like random children who showed up on doorsteps. They're just like... (sighs) That's true. It and, did just cross my mind that there are parents who would give up their children because financially they could not take care of them. Right. Well, like the person in the beginning was mostly complaining about drug usage and how that drove kids into 
orphanages. So was this court ordered or were these people who were like, I know I have a problem, take my child and let me come back for them? Which See, when I think of the 1800s, I'm just picturing stuff like, um, what is that? Sweeney Todd, not Sweeney Todd. Um, uh, uh, who is Cosette? Oh, Les Mis. Les Mis. Jesus Holy Christ. Cow. I knew it was a musical. <laughs> Sorry. I, you guys, I swear I'm a fan. But <laughs> it just makes, I think of Cosette and her little broom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. I also have uh, my girlfriend chiming in from the other room because we are loud and we are still upstairs and I still don't have my, my recording room yet. But, but we'll we're get getting there. closer. You know, one step at a time. And apparently she says, she thinks a legitimate child is one made in wedlock and not out of wedlock. So I guess, again, that would be determined on if they were given up by the parents uh-huh. or there's yeah. just so many, there's so many questions. Thank you, Maddie. We appreciate mm. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're dumb and we don't know <laughs> anyway, but Oh, like I was saying, I think whether court-ordered or not, the parents mostly dropped off because it said the person surrendering the child by what authority... They would ask, you know, the status of the person surrendering the child by what authority and terms of surrender were spelled out. Usually the terms of surrender were, quote, hold for up to six months. After a six-month period, a child be could become a ward of the court. And additional information usually specified how much money was to be paid by surrendering... by the surrendering party for room and board. Yeah, see, that's I. That's what I was thinking of. There's something else I'm thinking of too, but it does seem a were, little lazy. If, <laughs> if the parents weren't dead, they're like, "We'll keep your kid for you a have fee. to pay." Yeah, you have to pay for it. That does sound very lazy, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Well, I don't know. It's just it's all interesting and things that I feel like I do because you just picture like the kid showing up in the middle of the night during a storm in a basket, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Here, like, no, this sounds like." Whether forced or not, people are like, crap, take my kid. Yeah. And it says for up to six months, so maybe it was giving them a chance to get clean. Mm, what? Yeah. And then after six months, unfortunately, it's up to the courts, but... Right, maybe that... Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing. I was just going to, like, literally say the same thing, so never mind, I agree. <laughs> yeah. In the early years of the Chauncey Rose House, the expressed goal was to prepare the children for placements. Because so many of the children came from what would now be called dysfunctional families, there were many behavior problems to be overcome before they could be considered for placement. That is not surprising. With strict and consistent discipline, proper training, and with adequate food, clothing, and shelter, it was believed that the majority of the children could join families and have a good home life. This did prove to be true for many children, but there were no compiled records found to indicate the percentage of successful placements. So we're just going, they're like, no, nope, we're doing good here. And everyone went, no questions. <laughs> I Sounds good to me. Yep. So, but, I mean, like they were saying, with all of the accounts and stuff, it sounds like it was a pretty good place, but you can't be successful 100% of the time. Unfortunately, we don't know how much, how, or the percentage of how successful they were. Due to, due to rising maintenance costs and reductions of incoming funds, childcare at the Rose, Rose Home ceased on July 1st, 1949, and all children were sent to reside at Glen Home on the east side of town. And 
this little tidbit at the end says life in the home wasn't easy. Discipline was firm and strict. However, many former residents have very fond memories of the home, especially from during the years of the Depression. Which, like, no offense to them, but, like, I think if you were in the throes of depression, the depression, in the throes of depression, in there, every day I wake up, I'm there, Jesus. Just, like, regular oh, depression or the Great Depression? I mean, I wake up with, did you say the big depression or the great depression? (laughs) I have the big depression. We're just talking about the great depression. But for some reason, the fact they just called it the the depression, the depression. Yeah. TM. So apparently, I mean, it's not very hard to compete with the great depression on what's better. So people have very fond memories during that time. They said it was strict, but I also... I'm wondering, was that just for the time? Because you don't even have to go back to the freaking 1800s or early 1900s. My dad has told us stories about how he would get his knuckles whacked with a ruler for dropping his pencil or getting paddled in the closet. Like, these are not archaic things. That is obviously very strict compared to today's standards. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to get into the conversation of, like, what's proper discipline and blah, blah, blah. You do that on your own. We've talked about some controversial things. I'm not talking about that right now. No. (laughs) So, but it is frustrating that there aren't percentages of what didn't go well. Because I guarantee there were kids that went through there who had some serious mental health issues that could not be helped and they couldn't be placed. Or just very dysfunctional kids, very disruptive kids, mean kids, whatever. And are those the people that are still sticking around. Now you're like, what about the haunted stuff? You want to know what I looked and looked? I looked up every variation I could of haunted or ghosts or whatever stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't. It's, I really didn't find anything. So you're probably wondering like, well, how the heck did we even get here in the first place? It's because something is there because although I couldn't find any stories being told of the orphanage being haunted, something has happened on these grounds because the buildings that are now in this place, people will tell you they've seen things, they've heard things, they, there are inexplicable things that, that have just occurred on the grounds where the orphanage happened to be. Mm-hmm. Mainly, we're going to focus on... <laughs> Starbucks, Starbucks, actually, because we can't talk about the orphanage. We couldn't walk the orphanage grounds because they're really not technically there anymore. No, it's a big concrete slab. <laughs> but employees, I think maybe even some customers, Megan, I don't know. I feel like, so. yeah, yeah okay. Megan has some accounts for us. She, We did... Do- well, I don't want to dip too much into Megan's stuff. She'll explain it. Yeah. We've got we've got an investigation. We also have stories, but not even employees. Like there are some customers who have been there. There are customers who say there's some weird stuff that happens in this building. It's just a Starbucks. Who died in a Starbucks? Nobody. But you have to think about what existed before that, and what existed was a very strict, ruled by an iron fist, but apparently a nice iron fist mm-hmm. orphanage, and. Did accidents happen? Did kids die there because they were in such poor health? Did they die due to disciplinary action because their body couldn't handle it? Like, these are things we don't know because they really didn't document the bad. Yeah. Why it all you? sounded very why good, yes. So it makes you wonder what what did happen there because based on what Megan's going to tell us now, 
something might have. Yeah. Because this is this is solely it wasn't a place that was pointed out to us. It wasn't a place that we looked up and found we should go to it. We kind of knew about it. This really stemmed from Megan's time there to start with. And she's got some stories she'll tell us about that. Yes. And it just it just sort of grew from there asking other people who had been there, have you experienced things? And sure enough, this is these are regular occurrences. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, when you think about haunted stories, someone has got to get the ball rolling, right? Because when you go find these websites, it took enough people talking about it and saying, I think this place is haunted, to be like, we need to document this. Yeah. So maybe if we put this out there, since I know we do have mostly local listeners, I know we've got somebody all around the globe, hey, what's up? <laughs> Hello. But, you know, of course, we started here small with f- friends and family. So I know a, a good chunk of our listeners are local. So maybe hearing this, you're going to be like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense because this happened to me. And look, now we have haunted history. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. We're we are the pioneers of, of the haunted Starbucks on Wall. When people search, is Starbucks haunted? We're coming up. Yep. It's going to be us. We're going to make it happen. So. <laughs> so I've mentioned a few times on this podcast that I worked at Starbucks for a couple of years. (laughs) Still my longest running job, sad to say, but I'm creeping up on beating it with my current job. I mean, it'd be like that sometimes, though. I did enjoy working at Starbucks, to be fair. One, coffee, hello. Like, if you're going there to work there for any reason, it's because of the caffeine or the drinks in general. And... I really liked my customers. You get several regular customers coming through and you end up making friends with some of them. And there are some people that are regulars that you wish weren't regulars, but here they are every day. <laughs> so, um, Starbucks was an interesting time, but I do recall in my early days that out in our lobby, our lobby, I don't even work there, out in the lobby of the Starbucks, and I don't know if it's still hanging up there or not anymore, but there used to be a picture of this really old-looking building, and it had two portraits on either side, and then a little description, and I never really paid attention to it. I didn't either. Now that you're saying it, I can picture it, Yeah, it hung up by the side door, by one of the doors, and One day I was out, you know, mopping, sweeping, whatever the heck I was doing, surely working and not just (laughs) pooping around. Yeah, jacking off. Oh, my God. Oh, gross. Sorry. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Oh, God, I hate you. Anyway, (laughs) I was out cleaning the lobby and I was looking up at this picture and I read it and I ended up asking one of the shifts or something, whoever was working at the time, like, why is this hanging in our lobby? I don't understand. Because it said nothing about, I don't remember the description, but it didn't, I didn't understand why it was hanging up in a Starbucks. I'm like, I guess we're just proud of our you know, what What our town had to offer at some point. And they said, oh, that used to actually sit right here, like where the Kroger was. And I was like, oh, neat. That's cool. And they're like, well, you know, this Starbucks is also haunted, right? Because of the orphanage. And I said, do tell. <laughs> so I was, we were into ghosts at this point. Of course, we had been ghost hunting for a while. Yeah. And so I was interested. My, my ears were perked up. And I said, tell me all about it. And they gave me a little bit of background and told me some of the things that they had experienced. So I'll go ahead and give those now. We'll go in chronological order the best I can. 
And I actually worked with a friend there I went to school with, and he helped me get the job. Kevin, and he's been on our, oh, uh, he's been yeah. on here before, so I guess yes, I can get his yeah. name. Their listener episode was hilarious. I don't remember which one. I think Two, three, maybe three, three. Yeah, I should probably go back and listen to episode listener episode three because it was a good one. But Kevin is telling me his experience, and he said that he had actually seen some ghost children running around the Starbucks before. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so, <laughs> of course. And he said that there was one night he was closing up the shop and he, it's all windows all the way around, but they're almost, they're not blackout windows, but when it gets dark at night, sometimes you can't, can't see outside really well, the, yeah. the, whatever's on the other side of the glass. And he was counting down the cash register, cleaning up, whatever. And he saw something out of the corner of his eye by the front door. Mm-hmm. And he looks up and he looks up in time to see a little kid run across the patio and off the window. And he doesn't think much of it because where this na- where the Starbucks is, it's in a neighborhood. It's what's considered a neighborhood Starbucks. And there's houses just a block away. So, I didn't even know there was a different, like that's actually the company's there's, description. or Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Don't come at me. I think it's like neighborhood traveling and merchandise stores and we have one of each well now we've got a fourth one and i don't know what they would categorize it as Probably i think traveling. the traveling travelings are right off the interstate yeah and we've got two yeah that makes sense neighborhood starbucks are in neighborhoods and then merchandise stores is what like margaret is you don't have much of a lobby but they have all that merchandise oh i figured margaret would have been the travel or, i'm sorry south point yeah. you're right yeah, for Terre Haute, for a town of just 60,000 people, we have four Starbucks. I feel like that's a, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, we killing it on the Starbucks. And so going back to Kevin, he says he sees a kid running off the patio, which isn't unusual. The kids will come and play in the parking lot because what else are you supposed to do, I guess, when you live in the hood? Was, it, was, was the Hollywood <laughs> video still next door at the time? At this point, uh, maybe it may have just been going under. <laughs> Man, who knows? So I, the kid, I, I threw you off with that Hollywood yeah, video. Yeah. The kid, he runs off, doesn't care. Finished closing up. He's like, kids, please. <clears throat> so he puts all the stuff away, gets all of his crap to leave, and he locks up the store. He doesn't see the kids anywhere, so they must have run off. I mean, who knows where they took off in that time. And then he's walking to his car. And he sees the reflection of the kid in his car, I believe. Oh, And no. so he turns around to, like, yell at the kids to shoo. Get off on, my lawn. And there are no kids behind him. Were they staring at him? I don't, I, I don't know if he saw him I in the glass. I just imagine kids, like, what if standing. the kids are, like, running, running past the front door laughing and playing, and he's like, oh, ha, ha, kids. And then you look up and you just see... Yeah. Like insidious kid, <laughs> no, like you. standing and staring. Is that insidious? Maybe. Just I've never seen. I've seen part like clips of that movie, but I've never actually seen the whole. That's movie. a no for me, dog. No. Yeah. But he said he could see the reflection, or he saw them like run past the car. So he turned around to tell him to like, "Shoo, get out of here!" And <laughs> there on, were get. no kids behind him. No. That was one of his first encounter with the kids. And that's everyone referred to them as the kids. And then I didn't realize until later working there that when they said the kids, they were talking about ghosts. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Now, 
Now comes my experience, because I think right after that, not too long after that, I got my first experience with the kids. And a lot of the things you would hear people write off, you'd hear something happen or see something happen. They go, it's just the kids. Uh-huh. I said, I'm glad we're all just okay with this happening in the yeah. store. I talked about this a teeny bit in the last episode, but my first encounter with the kids was standing up at the front and we have our back where all the dishes are all the extra like our walk-in freezers all the cups and things like that Mm -hmm. are all in the back everyone who was on the clock is up front and then you hear like this clanking almost like the dishwasher kicked on yeah and we're like that's weird so we go in the back and it's not running but it's still like the sound of plates and stuff clanging. You you could hear it from the front. And one person went back there and they're like, nothing, I can't hear it back here. Like, that's super weird because we still hear it up here. Right. And they said, it's probably the kids. And I said, oh, my God, the kids. <laughs> These children. <laughs> we come back up front. We're doing whatever it is we're doing. And then you hear the cups being pulled out of the boxes. Which, yeah, if you've ever worked in... Any kind of food service, anything that has paper cups and sleeves, it is a very distinct noise. Yes, I can still hear it. Mm -hmm. But the sound of those cups being ripped out of the boxes, and we said, shut up, and all of us went running back, and there are cups on the floor, like sleeves of cups. (laughs) And we said, holy crap, like that was the first time we had really seen physical physical evidence. evidence. Okay, well, that's not the last time there was physical evidence with me since I was there. Which, actually, before you go on, with that, I know there's, don't go stealing because there's cameras in those Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it in an area, like, right where you couldn't see? Yeah. Yes. Unless you wanted to steal cups and straws, and I mean paper cups, not the ones that all you go crazy over. Calm down. We're talking plain Jane white cups. That's it. If that's what you were going to steal, sure. Or maybe our trash can. It was kind (laughs) of in one of those corners. Yeah. Now, on the other side of the wall, where the dishwasher is, you've got our sinks and everything. And then there were shelves above the sinks that held extra. No, like way high up. I'm talking if something big broke, Uh we had like extra urns up there and things like that. Big stuff. We also had like our travel urns the big i don't even know how many gallon things they are when people would order them for like school functions i can't remember because i feel like i used to fill those for an internship yeah i don't remember Mm, but really big heavy plastic coffee travel urns yeah and they sat up there because we didn't use them all the time and i was in the back getting ice and out of our ice machine we put it in a big bucket and take it up front and dump it into the ice bins Mm -hmm. i was getting ice which the ice machine does not touch these shelves you have to get a ladder out to get up on these shelves and i was getting it and one of the shift leads was sitting at the computer counting down the till Mm -hmm. and it's like an l shape so i'm on one leg of the l and the green things are on the other leg of the l i am not near them yes as I'm getting ice, we hear da doom da doom, and one of the big green things comes down and hits me on my back. Uh huh. And the shift turned and was like, "What? <laughs> it it came around. A, it had to have come around the corner and hit me. Oh, yeah, because it was they. It was around the corner on the yeah. other side of this L-shaped shelf. Right. So. 
I must have made the kids mad. I'm not sure what I did, but they threw an urn at me and that thing freaking hurt. Right. And I bet, I mean, you guys, pro- like you like you said, you don't use those very often. So it has probably settled and was just sitting. There was no reason for it to have been jostled anytime no, recently. No reason. And it, even if it did fall, it should have fallen just back near that mop sink area. Instead, yeah. it flew around a corner and hit my back. And the only other person who saw it was the shift. And we were both like, uh, okay. I mean, at first I was upset and almost crying. So I was like, that hurt a lot. But I got hit by an urn. I got an urn thrown at me. Now, the last thing came from a customer. The last thing I'll, I'll say here, because I know there's other people I've worked with who have their own yeah. experiences. but. We had a customer, we have a lot of students that come in before they had like the Barnes and Noble, I believe, or the coffee shop in the Barnes and Noble on campus. Yeah. So we would have a lot of students come to us and they still, some still prefer to go to the Starbucks there, but there was a kid sitting in the lobby doing their homework, whatever it was they were doing. And it was a, it was pretty dead that day. I think we were just kind of hanging out and he was the only one in the lobby. and. We saw him, like, his head shoot up and just stare in the corner. And we, I, it, it was enough that it startled us and we looked at him. And he turned and looked at us and we said, is something wrong? <laughs> and he's like, I feel really dumb, right? I don't want to tell you. And we said, Please. I mean, yeah, <laughs> tell gonna us. have to now. He said, I just saw there was a chair at this table in the corner where he could see it from where he was sitting. He said, I just watched the chair push itself in. Mm. He said it scoot like it scooted a significant distance under the table. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one in the lobby. And we laughed. And so now he feels dumb. He's like, I knew I shouldn't have yeah. said that. <laughs> oh, I would have started crying and walked out. <laughs> and we someone spoke up and said, Oh, that's the kids. And, of course, he wants to know what we're talking about. And we told him, and he doesn't believe us, of course. And we're like, first of all, you just saw a chair move. Right, and now you don't believe it. So we pointed at the the picture in the lobby, and we said, that's Chauncey Rose. That's what used to sit here. It was a a children's orphanage. And, like, they like to mess with people. And so now he's, like, severely freaked out and wants to back up. But he's like, I thought you guys were joking. But even a customer, unprovoked, all of us just standing around, I guess the kids got bored and they were pushing in chairs. They're messing with the chairs in the lobby. But a customer actually saw it without having any knowledge of it previously. And he got super freaked out by it, which at that point we were all kind of desensitized. But it happens. Yeah. I forgot one more. Oh, my gosh. Look, they're all coming back to me now. I did have one (laughs) other experience. Our headsets that we wore at the time, you could press a button to either talk to the people in the drive-thru or there was a second button that you could press that would just communicate with the other people in the store. So only the other employees wearing headsets could hear you. And it was a night that I was closing and it was just me and the shift lead. There's nobody else there. And we were closing up. She was in the back counting down the cash register. And I was up front, uh, I think, check marking the the duty list for that yeah, day or whatever. Yeah. And I still had my headset on. I hadn't put it up on the shelf yet. And 
I heard in the, the headset Jamie say, hey. And so I pressed my button and said, yes. Mm-hmm. And she didn't answer. And I'm like, do you yes. need something? <laughs> she didn't answer. So I yelled back. I just yelled around the corner. I was like, Jamie, what do you need? She's like, what? And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> so I walked back there, and she doesn't have a headset on. I said, did you just take your headset off? And she's like, I haven't. I don't have my headset. I put it up front. And I checked, and there's no headset around her. The base is up at the front of the store. And I told her that I heard the hay. Right. And, the, and it was clear as day. And she's like, I took it off as soon as we locked those doors. And I was like, mm, okay. okay. <laughs> all right, let's go and like put everything away really fast. But those are just some, some of the experiences that I've had. Uh, my coworkers have had even customers. So, I, you know, you feel validated. Yes, I do. I do. Because some of the stuff that happened, I felt, I felt dumb telling people that the Starbucks I worked at was haunted because no one is going to believe you because they're like, how can a Starbucks be haunted? But this goes to show you that it's not necessarily the building or something in the building itself. This is, you know, the orphanage is long gone. Right. And at this point, it's just something is so connected to the grounds. Yeah. And... Like I said, we don't know if anything bad happened there, if any kids lost their lives there, not necessarily due to neglect or anything like that, but for any reason, really. And I just had this moment, I swear I put this in my notes, and as you you said something that reminded me that I didn't say this and it never made it into my notes, so I was able to quickly find it. Okay. I, I found this part interesting. So we don't know if any kids, we don't know for sure if any kids died there, But we definitely know kids died. And would you like to know why? I would love to know why. It says, The Chauncey Rose Orphans Home, which was built with funds left by Chauncey Rose, was opened on September 4th, 1884. We've been new. As a major contributor to the development and betterment of a city that Rose strongly believed in, the home was built to house children left without parents to raise and guide them. The home purchased a tract of land here to bury those children that died early in life. Would you like to know where that is? Where the cemetery would have been? Where the tract of land is that they bought. Tell me. Okay. (laughs) In the span of the 60 plus years that the home was in operation, only, only, 12 deaths occurred at the home, some to illness, but more to accidents. Seven of these children are buried at historic Highland Lawn Cemetery on the east side of town. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say it was in the far corner of the ground. Oh, I no. Like, I guess it wasn't that deep, but like to <laughs> me- Because that would be I, where Starbucks is. Right. Well, no, to me, it was interesting because it's the children's section in Highland Lawn Cemetery that we've talked about. Yeah. Hmm. That's where it was. So 12 of those graves are from the orphanage, which it is just, what, eight minutes down, eight to 10 minutes down the road. If that. Depending on traffic. Yeah. Uh, from this Starbucks. So I lied. I swear, I knew it was up here somewhere. I just couldn't remember, and it never translated to my notes here. Kids did die there, and it said six of the, what was it? Blah, 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 home operation. Twelve deaths occurred, some to illness, but more to accidents. Mm -hmm. So there were accidents on that ground. That means, yeah, they died on the grounds. Twelve. Twelve of them died. Seven of them are still at Highland Lawn Cemetery. I can't wait to tell Kevin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's done the research on it before, but 
I think we all just assumed, oh, it's an orphanage, so you think it's a stereotypical kids were just abused terribly, and that's why it's no. haunted. Twelve. I mean, there twelve was, documented deaths. Yeah, as long as it was open, statistically, there had to have been a couple of deaths there, and we have it. We have the proof. Well, now that makes me. Uh, it solidifies it even more. It's something that, again, we didn't go looking for this haunted place. It happened upon me. Yeah. And I heard about it from people, and I also thought it was a bunch of baloney, and then I actually experienced it for myself. I watched someone experience it in real time with no knowledge of the building. Right. So you guys can take my word for it, or if you happen to be in Terre Haute for whatever reason, I'm sorry, but you could always (laughs) stop for a coffee at the Starbucks at 25th and Wabash, and you might get to meet the kids. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, there's still, and there's also a bunch of kids in that uh, plot still, because they apparently, oh. they came to an agreement in 1967 and said, by the death of someone, I, I think if the orphanage were to ever cease existing, which obviously it did, mm-hmm. that the unused spots would be given to, for public use. So that's why I kept filling up. But now, gosh, they won't say on there, or maybe it might say orphan. I don't know, but they're out there. Well, it's time to go on a walk. Mm -hmm. Is it safe now? Uh, I think, okay. You guys, Terre Haute's (laughs) in a weird spot right now. We have a lot of people dying under weird circumstances. Yeah. One of them being they found a body in the cemetery, which reading that headline sounds like a joke. Yeah, it's like, well, where would you find a body? Where else would you find a body? It, well, not in the lake at the cemetery. So that happened. Um, so that's under investigation. They've identified him. Honestly, I'm thinking it may have just been an accident. But I haven't looked into it much. We don't know yet. No, there's really no other details on it. But to me... I want to tell myself it was an accident so I can continue to go walk there. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. That's it. I think. I okay. believe that's it. That Yeah. That's it for me. So I suppose this was a little di- a little bit different again. I feel like we're mm-hmm. having some weird ones. Guys, yeah. it's been a weird time. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I have more time now that I'm down to one job. Mentally, now I'm trying to catch up. So... <laughs> Physically, I can't do a oh, whole yeah. lot. Between I'm Megan's physical and my boot. mental and all of the above, we just, sorry it's another weird one, but I think it was a good one. I think we did, we tried to go to do an investigation with it being Starbucks now. We had voice recorders and all that. The voice recorders were pretty much useless because, like we said, it's at one of Terre Haute's most, I would say, larger more populated intersections between mm-hmm. the music playing on the speakers, the cars driving by, yeah, real, really nothing EVP wise. I will say we did have the EMF reader. Yeah, I didn't even touch on our investigation because it really was a bust. Inconsequential, or is that a that's a word that I just inconsequential? Inconsequential? No, because there were no consequences about. Th- no, I tried to sound smart and I just really <laughs> dropped the ball so hard. Whoops. It's inconclusive. Oh, oh yeah, Jesus Christ! I was so close again. Not a drop of alcohol. Let's no, drink. just just dumb, just dumb. <laughs> Nothing in my noggin. No, there, finding Nemo. Okay, I was like, what's right. that one? I'd say that all the time. 
<laughs> so the the voice recorders really gave us nothing. I mean, not even a I have to rewind that once. It I listened to it. I got nothing. But we did have the EMF and I think the closest thing we got to maybe some evidence and it's hard to tell because we are sitting on the patio of the Starbucks. There's, you know, street lights and and the outside speakers. We have our phones, but we kept our phones in our pockets the whole time. We, of course, did the Uh, check where it's like, click on your phone. Okay, that was it. Yeah, I was going to say, we do tend to calibrate, sort of, if you will, where we put our electronic devices around the EMF to see if that will spike anything. Mm -hmm. And honestly, phones at rest, Apple watches or smartphone watches, electrical things at rest, unless you're opening them or they're receiving a message or something like that really don't set off the emf no and there was one point where we i can't remember what we said we were joking around because at this point we we had just started talking about random stuff because nothing was happening and we made some type of joke and the emf spiked and we kind of laughed at it because it was really really good timing it yeah and we said, hey, if you, if you, that's the kids, can you touch that green light again and let us know that you're here? And it goes. Without any hesitation, it was like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of so laughed. Sudden- that was the, like, the one and only thing we got. Yeah, it was funny because, yeah, we said something. They hit the light. And because, like we said, because it was, there really wasn't a lot happening, we weren't you know, spooked that we weren't, I don't want to say we weren't in the mood, but we kind of weren't in the mood. So when it went off, we were very skeptical and we're like, oh, if that was the kids touch the light again, it didn't hesitate. It's like, all right, B, touch, touch. I said, (laughs) (laughs) and we couldn't get it to do it again. Yeah. So we got kind of, we all were like, oh shoot, like this, this might, uh, so if you're still here with us and we start asking questions, buckled down again and it passed that. Not a ton. No. Uh, we even pulled out Ghost Tube at one point, and it was just nonsense, really. There was nothing substantial. I will say it was odd. We had both of ours going, and they had a tendency to mimic each other. That, yeah, Like, that not is usually, true. like, her, Megan's would say a word, and then a, f- a few moments later, mine would say the exact same word. And they don't, we've ran multiple Ghost Tube sessions at once before and have never had this and they kept repeating each other yeah so that was odd Mm -hmm. to be fair we went late at night and all the instances that i talked about in the past are all during the day those are during working hours and it makes sense the kids were probably sleeping when we went so you would get activity during the day oh yeah i was gonna say then they would could be residual hauntings but honestly the pulling down of the cups the pushing in of the chair kevin seeing them in the in the reflection of his car that sounds more intelligent instead of residual. it's not like they keep walking through walls because well the orphanage door used to be there like this is interacting yeah i guess two of those instances were at night i said the hay was at closing and Kevin seen was it a whispered hey? Because kids were probably supposed to be in bed by then. Yeah, and so they were and, out playing at night, so they don't want to talk. You'd like, hey, like when you're trying to whisper to your bunkmate when you're at camp over summer or something like that. Yeah, it was a whisper. Except because- it was right next to my ear, like hey. Mm-hmm. I oh, was our, like, our, can I help our you? Our favorite hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, I just thought about it that way. That's true. So that, you may occasionally get stuff at night, but I feel like it was the most active during the day. I mean, it's got to have some crazy energy to pull an urn down or to pull cups out of a box, things like that. Pushing a chair. Yeah. 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 So it's a little bit different, but we are going to rate this one. Okay. So let's 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 get to it. Okay. Starting with historical accuracy on a scale of zero to five. Do we really need to think about it? No. Three, two, one, five. five. It's yep. it is spelled out clear as day, and since I found my missing very important piece of information, we even know that there were deaths there. They yep. said it right there. So Pretty much solidifies that five. Cut cut and dry for me on that. Yeah. So next would be historical. No, I we literally ju- just said just that. that. <laughs> uh, scare level. Yeah. Uh, I, this is more on you. I feel like I know what I want to say on it. Per, yeah. Like fr- from a secondhand point of view. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, one. one. Yeah. I feel like if you weren't ready for it, it would startle you, but. Mm-hmm. If they really are just kids and you really believe they're just kids. It didn't feel, yeah, never once did my personal interactions feel threatening. The hay startled me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Kevin was startled to see kids in his car. Brooding children, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, um, even when the urn fell on me, I mean, that hurt. That wasn't fun. But I feel like that was just a practical joke gone wrong. So yeah. thanks, kids. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get, too. So, yeah, one. One. Third thing is going to be the believability. Okay. Which you kind of have a disadvantage here because you haven't experienced anything firsthand necessarily. I think I still have an answer already, I think, just okay. based on, and, and I'll explain myself depending on what you say. Okay. Okay, ready? You may be surprised, but go ahead. All right. Three, two, one, four. I went high. I was going to go four because I know there's going to be, even though you guys are listening to us, you're probably skeptical and you're like, well, if it's during working hours, it's just the things that happen. There's no... Right. Honestly, I would almost believe working hour stories more because they're there all the time. These people work. 30, 40 plus hours a week, even if you're technically only part-time because that's, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But you're there all the time. You see the day-to-day functions. You know how things go. You know where everybody is at for the most part at any given point in time, especially during peak hours. You have your positions. No one should be in the back throwing cups right now. Like, it... Yeah. I I almost did a four. I just don't want people to come at me, but I know what I saw. I know what I felt. I'm just... Right. I'm saying for just from an outsider's perspective, because the what is happening is very relevant to what used to be there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the accounts are all so different. And it's I don't I don't really know how to explain it. But to me, it's believable because it's relevant to the conversation. And so many people from so many different points of view have stories. Mm hmm. So I almost want to go in one day when they're not busy and ask them, have you guys met the kids and see if they look at me like I'm nuts of like, I'll see myself out. Uh, May I also have a cold brew, please? (laughs) Yeah, please. And thank you. So I'll bump mine up to a four. I'll come back. Yay. Yes. 
and the does that overall. yeah i guess that leaves the overall score mm-hmm. of would we recommend going to 25th and wabash which mm-hmm. used to be the orphanage now just a starbucks and a kroger as a haunted location i know what i've got i know what i've got okay okay Three, two, one, five. Three. Whoa. I'm doing a five because it's public property. <laughs> um, it's a Starbucks. So if you're going to go during working hours, go. The yeah. worst that's going to happen is you're going to get a cup of coffee or a frappuccino or whatever, a tea, whatever your heart desires. There's no downside here. You're going to leave with a nice beverage or you're leaving with a beverage and a scary story. I guess that's true. I'm not really sure where the three came from. I think maybe it's my n- lack of involvement in the story. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Like, I would recommend. But I said, su- well, I feel like when we do the overall or the recommend for other places, we're hesitant because it's like you shouldn't be trespassing here or this is a place you shouldn't go after hours. I think that's true. I think the for Starbucks some reason I was patio- thinking about. You can sit on the patio. No one's going to make you leave. You know? Worst case scenario, whatever. I'm sure this goes for any Starbucks. Like the security who drives around the parking lots will be like, hey, what are you doing there? And you'll be like, sorry, we'll, we'll leave. Siphoning free Wi-Fi because there were people that did that. Yeah. They'd sit there till the wee hours in the morning getting their oh, Wi-Fi. Oh, that's true. I feel like I've done that before. <laughs> yes. So it's not, I mean... I say go for it. It's just a Starbucks. That's true. Why not? Five it up. Yeah, look what I did. <laughs> <laughs> just because I had no real strong stance on the three, it just felt good, you know? It felt safe. That Yeah, that's usually my move. <laughs> I was feeling, I was just feeling crazy. <laughs> a little zany. I think that's, that's it. it. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's I think that is, the, that's the end, yeah. An interesting one. It, it, this one felt a lot different to me, but I didn't. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know it. My, and maybe it's because, probably weird because you don't have the experience. You're right. just like, uh huh, uh huh. Right, but I would recommend. Cool, cool. So let's go during the day now. Yeah, get more caffeine. Yay! Yay! All right, let's wrap it up then. Please, I need to go dissociate some more. Okay, well, if you guys like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, you can find us anywhere. If you're listening to us already, of course, you know where to find us. But tell your friends you can find us Spotify, iTunes, wherever you stream stuff. Yeah, darn near anywhere. I don't know. We've gotten some weird people are like, oh, I found you on. What are some weird? I had one. It was like called Pocket. Pocket. Pod pocket That's what I thought. or something. Ooh, potty pocket. They oh, no. <laughs> missed opportunities. <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, I don't know. Are you on this one? I said, I don't know. And I looked and sure enough, there we are. But <laughs> we're pretty much everywhere. You can follow our shenanigans on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at or so they say pod. You can also check us out or sorry, not check us out. You can help us out by donating you can do that two ways one is through our patreon and that is a monthly subscription it's as little as a dollar a month all the way up to ten dollars a month and y'all know that's less than a starbucks drink so for real 100 (laughs) (laughs) i hate myself it's topical it is so the the patreon is going to get you access to any of our 
bonus material that we have. So we've got EVPs on there from previous episodes. If you're a new listener, you should go back and check out our previous episodes and then go donate on Patreon and get access to those EVPs as well as some darn good ones. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to toot toot my own horn, but toot toot. So (laughs) go check it out. There's also some videos. If we ever get some really good pictures, well, we can upload those pictures for you guys. But all of that can be accessed through the Patreon at any level, and that starts at $1 a month. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not into subscriptions, we get it. We have so many subscriptions. I finally just canceled. Me and Maddie both have Amazon Prime, and I was like, well, one of us yeah, has to give. One of us. So it was me. Okay. <laughs> well, if you're not into the subscription thing, that's fine. You can do a one time donation to our PayPal, which we will have linked on our website. If you want to support us in a more tangible way, you can do so by checking out our merch at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say. Is pod. it s- pod? Okay. <laughs> Shoo, sorry. Forgot for a second. But we've got all sorts of stuff on there. T-shirts, bags, socks. Masks if you still need them. Yeah, if you're not fully vaccinated, get a mask. All of that is on our Redbubble site there. And coming up, not quite the next episode, but in a couple episodes, we have our listener episode. Yes. So if you've got your own crazy spooky story or experience or you know someone who's had a spooky experience, send them our way. You can send them to or so they say pod at gmail.com. If they're benign like this, I will take the ghost children's stories. Yeah. Just tell us. Whatever. We'll believe you. Even if you think it seems far-fetched. Trust us, we're, we are going to believe you. Okay, right. That's why we're the, here. The second we, the second I let on to people that I do the spooky stuff, that we travel these places, they're like, oh my God, I got, and they tell me, they tell me their spooky stories. I'm like, just send it to me. Like, send it to me in an email. How about right. that? Here's my email if you <laughs> yeah. could send it there. Uh, if you send it to our email, you could be featured on our listener episode, which is the first Thursday of every month. And last but not least, if, if none of these things you don't want to do can't do again get it totally monetary things are sometimes not a thing but you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast wherever you're listening right now just write a little review give us five stars we again we're not going to toot our own horn toot 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 toot. we have perfect (laughs) score on itunes oh we do we checked it out we hadn't checked it for a while and i don't even remember how many we have at this point but we still have five stars mm-hmm. out of all the reviews. So get on there and let us know that we're doing a good job. Yeah, we need that. We need validation always and forever. And <laughs> the next episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be our second twin tangent. Is it already the next? Wow, you're right. It is. It is day. Wow. And if you notice, we had a hard time staying on topic and if you like to know where these little tangents go, well, check out Twin Tangent, where you'll find out exactly where these little... <laughs> All these times where we're like, hey, let's reel it back in. Let's get back on the track. Like, There's no you wanna know You want to know what was off the track? <laughs> check out this episode. Yep. We, again, this is only going to be our second one. So who knows where it goes? We just, we go in blind and we're, we're, we're happy to see where we end up. So that's going to be our next episode. And I think that wraps it up. Um, yeah, 
Oh, the only, the last announcement. I can't believe we forgot this. Did you guys notice anything different, perchance, maybe, on our social media? May hopefully. Maybe. Oh, we have new artwork. Sure do. Do you like it? No, really, do you like it? <laughs> we need to know. A little bit of rebranding. We're trying to, new, new day, new us. I don't know. You know what? It's just another Thursday, but we were feeling fancy, so. Yeah, so. I I am a little biased. I like it. So we hope you guys like it too. I know we kind of sh have been shying away lately from the whole campfire story thing. And we apologize. Now, you know, we're in the works of maybe it'll come back. We'll find out. Most people actually really liked it. Yeah. Let, we definitely kinda, give us feedback because we felt like we had a vision in the beginning. And then it kind of straight away. Yes, it, it, we don't know if we were getting the right feeling or whatever. So we we've we've gone away from that camp campfire Campy type feel, of if you will. yeah. So if that was the right thing, let us know. If you miss it and you want it to come back, let us know. Otherwise, that's that's what we got. That's really it. I think so. That's the end. This time. you know, as much coffee as we drink, this caffeine still just does not. It's just not, do doesn't do it for me sometimes. <laughs> it's not. It's okay, though. We're fine. It's fine. I, it's, uh, caffeine and naps. That's how I live my life. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, join us for a tangent. Cannot Because you can tell we're bursting at the seams for it. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Visit us at our website, or so they say pod.com, where you can donate to our Patreon or PayPal, check out our merch at redbubble.com, and find links to all our social media. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. <laughs>